Hey there, and thanks for tuning in to Let Freedom Reign Podcast. Before we get started, I just want to let you know, this episode is brought to you by Buckaroo Media, a digital marketing company that focuses on social media that cultivates relationships between brands and their customers. Buckaroo Media prides themselves on building genuine and authentic connections. Digital marketing doesn't have to be overwhelming or overly time-consuming. With Buckaroo Media on your team, you're free to focus on the areas of your business which you're most passionate about, and let Buckaroo Media handle the rest. Check them out on Instagram at buckaroo.media or Facebook at Buckaroo Media. For more information about Buckaroo Media and how they can grow your Western brand, visit buckaroomedia.com. B-U-C-K-A-R-O-O-M-E-D-I-A.com. Oh wait, and one more thing before we get on to the episode. As part of our continued effort here at Let Freedom Reign Podcast to bring awareness to the incredible benefits of horsemanship, we'd like to share with you an event that includes the ultimate horseman in the ultimate show. We're talking about Heart of the Horse, brought to you by Nikki Flundra, who just so happened to be featured in episode 23. Heart of the Horse will be held at Silver Slate Arena in Nanton, Alberta, September 20th through the 22nd. This event will host a colt starting competition to include Dan James, Matt Robertson, and Glenn Stewart, all of which have been previous guests here at Let Freedom Reign Podcast. Sunday, the winning horse will be auctioned off to benefit Robinson Outreach at Rivercross Ranch. Throughout the weekend, there will be horsemanship clinics, demos in liberty and trick riding, a Western artisan competition, trade show, and much more. Join us Saturday night for dinner and dancing and a chance to meet the competitors and other special guests. Let Freedom Rain Podcast will have a booth at the event, and we'll be interviewing guests and fans throughout the event. Stop on by, say hi, and you might have a chance to be a guest on the show. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit theheartofthehorse.ca. We look forward to seeing you all there. Hey everybody, I'm Jason, your host of Let Freedom Reign, an equine industry leading podcast that talks to folks from all different walks of life, who share their testimony of adversities and perseverance, and how the horse has helped them through their journey. Stay tuned, we're going to have a great time. Come along for the ride. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 51 here at Let Freedom Reign podcast. Our guest this week is the ever-so-talented Western lifestyle photographer, Ben Christensen. And in this episode, we take a deeper look into who he is and what makes his photography so special. For Ben being in the early stages of his Western lifestyle photography career, he's established quite a portfolio working for Schaefer Outfitters, Lou Casey Boots, Atwood Hats, and Henry Rifles. Now, when you view his portfolio, Ben's talent speaks for itself. After listening to this episode, you'll have a far greater respect for the portfolio that Ben has put together. Ben definitely cares about the people that he works with, and if this episode has moved you in any way, please reach out to Ben and let him know how you've been encouraged by his story. As always, we thank you for listening to Let Freedom Reign Podcast. You can find us on both Facebook and Instagram under Let Freedom Reign Podcast. We hate to keep you all waiting any longer. Here is Ben Christensen. Good morning, Ben. What is going on? Just a good, beautiful morning out here in the desert of Arizona. Good stuff. Well, I want to thank you very much in these early morning hours for being a guest here at Let Freedom Reign Podcast. We're definitely looking forward to the next hour or so with you and getting a better understanding of your Western lifestyle photography. Hey, well, I appreciate you um, inviting me and letting me, letting me share my story and um, be, being able to connect with something I'm passionate about. Good stuff. So being your photographer, and we're in the dead of summer right now, um, how busy are you? Are you just absolutely slammed with rodeo season and everybody needs to get their promotional material out and weddings and things of that sort? Yeah, I'm 
I'm busy, but that's exactly what I love. There's nothing that drives me more crazy than waiting around for work or um, not being busy. And that's why I chose the this path of freelance photography. It's the harder that I harder I work, or the more busy I am, the more success I have. And so, you know, I'm busy, but I'm always busy. I'm always either marketing or shooting or connecting with people. And that's what it's all about nonstop. And my mind keeps going and going and going. And I love creating and creating and creating. And that's the balance in, in being an entrepreneur, right? Is that you can have as much success as you want, but you don't necessarily have the nine to five, right? There's phone calls after hours, or you're always working on something or for your, you know, your business, you're always editing or getting publications out and it never really ends, does it? Nope, it never ends. And, um, but when you're passionate about it and you choose something that you love, it honestly doesn't feel like I'm working ever. It's just, I, I'm just enjoying everything that I'm doing and um, it keeps pushing me forward. Good stuff. What do you got for projects coming up in the next couple of weeks? Um, this next couple of weeks, I'm excited. I'm shooting a Schaefer Outfitter, uh, their fall catalog. Uh, I connected with that brand recently, shot a bunch of photos for them, and they wanted me to take over their full fall catalog, and I'll be shooting it uh, in Arizona, around northern Arizona, and connecting with a bunch of different great ranchers to um, outdoorsmen, um, also country western singers, different stories highlighting their clothing in uh, different places. I was going to say, Schaefer gear is absolutely second to none. We have quite a bit hanging in the closet here, and we love every single piece of it, that's for sure. Great quality, timeless. Yeah, very timeless historic clothing. clothing. And, yep, and it fits my style, my uh, Western photography perfect, so it's too easy to shoot, to, to shoot their product. That's awesome. What part of northern Arizona are you guys heading to? So um, I usually, I have this van, I have a sportsmobile, and it helps me enjoy enjoy some of my trips. So instead of getting a hotel or staying other other places, I camp along on along the way. So I usually plan like a loop. So I'll be shooting around here in Phoenix, kind of where I'm from, but then I'll be going up through Payson, then uh, Payson, Arizona, to, around Happy Jack to different ranches, connecting with different people, up to Flagstaff. Sometimes I go, go a little bit north of Flagstaff, up by the Grand Canyon, shooting some people, but then I'll come back at a loop through Flagstaff again and Sedona, Payson, and then back home. I was absolutely amazed the first couple trips that I had through northern Arizona. I mean, the whole Williams, Flagstaff, Sedona area is just... Oh, yes. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. My photography has brought me, and I've traveled all over the world and shot in a bunch of different industries, but I was able to experience a lot of different different places. But as you travel or you go away from home, that's where you really understand how much you miss home or how much how grateful you are for yeah. the way you're raised in the area and i just kept on loving the desert more and more and arizona and what had to offer in between northern arizona the different climates different areas sceneries it's it's still my favorite place on earth and thus the reason i'm here this arizona kid staying here in arizona that's awesome and and i think that's a great blessing of the western industry is so many people get caught up in jumping flights for travel, right? Because you just have these small time frames and windows that you got to hit. But for us personally, I mean, we drive everywhere and we do just like you do. I mean, we live out of the horse trailer and 
Um, it's fun to set up shop in these little towns and get to meet the people and, and feel the local experience. And there's some phenomenal communities along the way as you travel these highways. But when you're flying coast to coast or you're in a jet, you don't get to experience none of that. No, you don't. I, I would rather drive 14 hours than than fly and go through the whole process and bring it's it's the worst. I just I just love driving and the fact that I can camp out along the way or sleep under the stars or in my van. I just it's another way I stay connected to the outdoors and why I, you know, chose this career in the first place, the freedom and and it's funny in 2014 I was so against flying. I had my Harley and I did, decided to every shoot that I had I would ride. I would drive my Harley. So I showed up to so many different shoots, either if they were fashion shoots, commercial shoots, or weddings. I'd show up in my Harley Davidson and and camp along the way, and really, really enjoyed the open road and the different routes you can take and the small towns you were able to go through. And that's what you know, enjoying America is all about: is finding these great people, unique routes, and different landscapes and I just, I just loved it. Yeah, that's crazy. There's so, I mean, international travel is great, right? And you get to some of these other countries and there's so much more history than the United States. But that's what I try to convey to people is that there's so many great places on this earth that we don't, we don't see because we're I so know. concerned with everybody's got to have that yeah. Europe trip or everybody's got to go to the Bahamas, you know, but there's so many amazing people and stories here in America that we try to make the concerted effort to reach as many of those as possible. It's 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 mind blowing between Arizona, just at least Arizona and Utah, how much diversity and how much different landscapes and what you can see it is insane. And then I did a shoot up in Montana for the first time a few years ago, and that was a, a whole place that I had no idea how gorgeous it was until I was able to really experience it and go through Glacier National Park, everything. So, yeah, I'm. It's it's just beautiful, all the places you can see. Good stuff. Let's get into a little bit about your history and, and your progression through life and how photography came to be. Now, I know your father kind of had a, a big influence with you early on and, and kind of setting the tone and driving you into this Western way of life and, and photography. So let's start with that, you know, just growing up as a kid and, and we'll work through your life and, and how you got to becoming a photographer. Yeah, well... Yeah, my dad. My dad. His name's Morris Christensen, and he uh, he played a huge role in my life. And um, it, it was cool because we didn't. I didn't grow up on a ranch. I didn't grow up moving cattle. I didn't I grow roping. Grow up in like that or anything. I grew up. My dad just was really connected to the outdoors. He loved snow skiing, water skiing, camping, rock climbing, all those things. And he was really connected into the old fashioned traditional style camping and basically sleeping under the stars, sleeping on the ground, uh, traditional equipment and just a little bit that you get from the old West. So ever since I was little, he would take, he, he was, he was the leader of some boy scout programs and he would take all these teenagers out camping. And I was this little kid and he would just bring me along. And then every time he was, he was a custom cabinet tree worker. And every time he wasn't working, he would just throw out the camping gear in his Suburban and have me jump in. I didn't know where we were going, but we would just camp somewhere or hike somewhere. And he's always had like one or two horses that he stored at friend's house. And he would bring the horses along the way and we would we would get on the horses and just head into the mountains and camp along the way. And 
it was it was amazing what that how much that influenced me when I was young. Um, sleeping under the stars, being in the outdoors, loving it, and and he would teach me that at night. You know, when you're a kid, you're sleeping on the stars, you're thinking about you know. You're thinking about, you know, wolves or bears yeah, what's gonna or come all me? that stuff. What's going <laughs> to eat me? But I remember times I was laying down on the ground under the stars right next to him. He's just like, isn't this peaceful? Isn't this beautiful? And he would teach me just the outdoors, no matter what was going on in my life, the outdoors are always there to a place where you can escape and you can get a clear mind, a sense of peace. And my dad was really religious and there was a lot of things that we did with church and religion as well but like he was just, he was just, that's where he felt the most connected with his faith with god but also in his life where he was able to separate and think clearly as he jumped back into work jump, jump back into raising our family that's how he taught me so at at age i think it was like eight or nine he taught me how to to have me experience how peaceful and great the outdoors is he, he had me sleep overnight by myself. Oh, wow. So what he did is he dropped he dropped me off in a little area and he called it the solo trip and he had me to he had me just make my own fire and sleep under the stars and he left me overnight. And of course I was there, I was you know, I was I was, I was scared. I was like, okay, the outdoors is peaceful. It's beautiful. It's peaceful. You know, as, as <laughs> if I'm you say it enough, bag, it becomes a reality, right? Exactly. <laughs> but I remember realizing that at nighttime where it's usually most scary when you're a kid, all of a sudden it shifted seeing the stars, hearing the, you know, bugs and the animals or hearing the wind, all of a sudden those scary noises that you always thought was scary became the sense of peace. And I saw nature in a different way. And meanwhile, thinking my dad's was way off. He was probably overlooking me the whole night and seeing me and checking in on me and all that stuff. He was probably only like, you know, five minutes away in walking distance who knows you know what i mean yeah. but to my my eyes i was all alone and when he came and picked me up that next day it was something huge i learned so since then throughout my life camping or trips by myself or solo trips I, it's it's some of my favorite experiences to make by myself and i found this peace and if a peace and excitement and camping or doing things alone so when i'm with either my family or kids or a friend, it's just that much better, you know, and I don't have to rely on anyone, anyone else to really enjoy the things that I, things that I do. But so he raised me in the outdoors, loving the outdoors, loving all these activities. So when I grew later in my life, I just wanted more of that, more of that. What I wanted to do for a career, I had no idea, but I just knew I wanted to go be involved in the outdoors. So later on in my life, I started introducing the outdoors to my friends and we would go on hiking trips or backpacking trips or camping or introduce them to horses here and there but um i started with my camera documenting the trips a little bit and shooting the outdoors or these experiences my friends and i were having and then one one day later on my one of my friends said, "Hey, do you think you can shoot my wedding?" And I was like, "What? I'm not going to shoot a wedding." <laughs> yeah. And he's and he's like, he's all he's all, dude. My my mom's going to pay you like 800 bucks. I was like, "Um, I'm down with that." I'm like, "Okay." You yeah. Know, when, I didn't even when's the a, wedding? I'll be there. I know. I didn't even have a professional camera, but I had a 35 millimeter film camera, and then I, I borrowed a buddy's nicer camera, a DSLR digital camera, 
and I shot his wedding. And then from that wedding, I got like three other weddings and that wedding, I got four more weddings. And then all of a sudden I was traveling quite a bit, shooting weddings for people. And I was like, Oh, I like this photography thing. So I ended up going to school for, instead of going to school for photography, I went to school for graphic design to help me kind of learn a little bit more branding and advertising. And then when I went to school for graphic design is when I fell in love for photography even more. And I wanted to pursue photography more. So I used the skills that I developed at school with uh, graphic design. I started branding my photography. And then I found out a whole other world in photography, more than weddings that were advertising, lookbooks, um, and everything. So I was able to connect with with companies or people that worked at companies. And I started shooting you know, for sunglass companies, um, some of their catalogs or lookbooks, clothing companies. And I got into the fashion industry a little bit. And then my love for the outdoors got me in the outdoor industry for a, a little bit as well. So I was traveling in a way, I was traveling the world, shooting backcountry skiing, backcountry snowboarding, rock climbing, documenting trips, because I, you know, that's what I incorporated in my life, but I was starting to get work that way. And then shooting in all these different industries. And it's my love for the outdoors, the way my dad raised me, um, kind of brought me into this photography career. But what was really cool is my dad, the way he raised me, he not only the outdoors, but he had this love for these Western movies. And I'd come home from my fr- with my friends, hanging out with my friends, and my dad would be cooking a steak at like 11 o'clock at night watching another Western. And we would sit down and watch with him, and he would talk through these old Westerns and how great they, wa- great they are between the style, the feel, the time, the characters, especially the Clint Eastwood mo- movies I was connected with. But he would show us these videos, and even the times that I got in trouble or I was doing things stupid, he would he would sit me down in front of the TV, share another Western, and he would talk about the lesson I would learn from that. And it was, so I was connected with these old Westerns like crazy as well. So, so the way he raised me and what he's did for, did for me, I have, I've incorporated into my life, but it's kind of formed in, formed into this, uh, photography career and where it's led me now shooting in all these different industries the industry that I wanted to run with. And that was the Western industry. And, and I had a certain vision of my love for the outdoors and the old Western movies that I wanted to, a certain vision of style photography that I wanted to uh, bring into this industry. It's incredible that the vast amount of experience that you've obtained working in photography. And, And I want to kind of touch on, so you started kind of this impromptu assignment of of weddings yes. and then you describe all these different industries that, that you've worked in how do you go about getting work in those early years of photography is it just word of mouth are you taking whatever assignment you can get or whatever job you can get are you seeking out these different industries to develop experience like how did that all play out so the greatest blessing that i had is i i i in a way kind of learned with through other photographers' mistakes. So I came across photographers that were really demanding or really it was all about their their art, their photography, and you could tell they when they were hired, it was all about them, and it wasn't about the people that hired them. So I saw how that affected their careers in a negative way and all that stuff. So 
my thing is, I was from the very beginning and to this day, how grateful I am for people that hire me for a skill that I have to capture their vision. So when it was weddings, I I was grateful, you know, that people would fly me out or um, hire me to shoot a day that was so special for them. So I would I would cater to them and what they need, but I would bring in a certain vision and I was happy about it. But what 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 brought me more work was each client, each person saw how I was grateful for the work and how passionate I was about photography. But also it was great because they were able to really see the connection that I had with with the people that I was photographing and the people that were I was involved with. So so all I want to do is at the beginning is to meet as many people as I possibly can to share my passion for photography as many as people. So weddings was great. Each wedding was a guarantee a hundred plus people that would see me and I would photograph weddings and they would see me. It was a great marketing scent. So I love shooting weddings and it was able to open a lot more doors. So, so weddings opened more doors to some of the other things I was shooting. Cause one wedding I was shooting this couple and the groom was an art director for a backpacking company. And he saw the way I worked with people and he opened the door for me. He's like, Hey, I work for this company. Would you be interested in maybe doing some work for uh, this backpacking company? I was like, yeah. So I was able to get into those doors. So each, each client or each person that I had, I gave them this, showed them how grateful I was, but able the love and passion I have photography, but I was able to under promise, but to over deliver and, to give them the greatest experience possible and that's what opened more doors and more doors and more doors and led to different industries different people but does meet, meet as many people as possible that's been my goal ever since the beginning and i think what what kind of separates you from the herd if i'm hearing you correctly is just a the passion for the photography right but but b would be the work that you do with the people I think oftentimes in life, we all get caught up of the quote unquote business transaction, right? I provide X service. I'm here. I provided the service. We're done, you know, but where you succeed is is peeling back those layers and, and trying to understand the people that you're working with and really develop that. Is that a, a skill or a characteristic that was implemented in you by your father? Or where did you come up with this passion for working with and trying to really understand your clients? Yeah. So with my... With growing up with my dad, he he was doing custom cabinetry. He worked alone, and during summers, especially hot summers in Arizona, I would be working with him. And I saw his interaction with every client. And he treated each client like they were long-lost best friends. No matter how how they treated him, that's how he treated each client. And, and sometimes they, he would have these either – crazy men or crazy women that were over demanding or wanted to change things and all that stuff. And he would show his profession. He would show his passion for his work, show and talk him through what he can do. And then he, no problem was willing to cater to their needs. And, or even if it was not something that was in the best interest or wouldn't work, he would totally agree with them and see their vision. But the way he would talk with them is, it was he. You, you could tell he really understood. He really understood each client, each person, 
and um, he would able he was able to speak speak their language. So, just the simple thought that he taught he talked with each client like they were long lost best friends made a huge impact on my life. So, each person I meet or I shoot with or I work with, I wanted to develop and have those skills in my life, and that has been a huge blessing in my career is is understanding people and and especially in photography because that comes across in my lifestyle photography I, I'm specialized in shooting people and I want them I want to get canon moments I want them to feel comfortable I want them to have that experience so I want that whole story or that experience to reflect in my photography these moments more than just striking a pose or this it's it's moments I'm capturing or moments we're creating together and it's experience that they're having. As I think back and you're describing your experiences, right, and how you developed this idea of, of investing in the people, uh, I think back on some of my experiences, right, in photo shoots and working with film crews, and it's it's just that, right? The crews that, that I've had the experience of working with that are just business-oriented, it's just so dry and so bland. And me, even being a subject, right, I'm just not into it. But those crews where they become almost part of your family, it just makes everything so much easier, right? And you get a lot more of those candid shots and you as a subject feel a lot more comfortable. So I very much see how how your approach in the relationship produces a better product in your photography. Yeah, and there's no greater feeling than just knowing that everyone you've worked with are out there in the out in the world just saying nothing but great things about you yeah. or their experience and a lot of times I've gotten work and um, referred to more work or more opportunities before the client has even seen the end, re- end product, before they even received the photos I sent to them. Just based they've on already, the way you treated them. They, they've already referred me to other people. So when I say, when I say photography or a skill or work is, you know, is a certain portion or percentage of your success, you know, like with photography, I've, I've seen maybe photos is maybe 20%, but your personality and what you're doing or the way you work with people and your passion and about it is 80% of everything to get you more work that, that, you know, there's a lot of truth, you know, there's a lot of truth into that, but that's where I put a lot of, I guess my, a lot of my work is that experience. That's crazy. So, as we kind of talked off air, you, you're just now starting to really hit your stride with this Western lifestyle photography and your focus in that. Up until your career at this point, has there been a shoot that has been like the defining moment where you know, hey, this isn't quite a hobby anymore. This is something that I'm really good at and something that I need to push the envelope on. Is that specific to a discipline, a photo shoot, or or a project? Yeah, so... It's funny because over the years, so I've been shooting now photography for around 10 years and I put in my time with developing the skill, shooting in a bunch of different industries, seeing the direction where I want to take it, but then also finding me and what I want to do contribute into this world. And that's what kind of led me to the Western industry because of the way my dad raised me, my love for the outdoors, the old West, the old Western movies. So I saw something that, that I was really passionate about a certain vision that I can bring into the Western industry. But but in between all those other industries I was shooting, I was always doing personal projects or personal shoots that would 
that would reflect my creativity and what I would do. And those personal projects in between shooting were always a Western-styled shoot, incorporating a Stetson hats or certain Western wear and all that stuff. And over the years when I did those personal projects, that's where I got the most, I guess, um, the most response or the most uh, positive feedback was these Western-styled shoots that I put together and um, that where no one else was doing because it was really, really represent the Old West and what I learned from Old Westerns and a certain style, a certain era. So it was it was hard to, to find just one shoot because as soon as I started doing these passion projects, the passion was there. I had a certain style that no one really, I feel, that could do or understood but me and the way I was raised. So, so when, and I've, I've, people have asked me this question before, was there a certain shoot? And it's hard because I have a certain vision or a certain world that I created in my Western photography. So my, I, I, my excitement is developing a character of each person I shoot and how I style it. So it's a collection of all these people that I, or these characters that I've developed and that I was able to shoot and highlight that make up this Western world that I created. So my excitement is not the shoot that I did or the shoot I'm doing now, but are the, the future shoots that I have in mind that I'm going to do that help define this whole Western story that I created. So it's the shoot that I'm doing this month and the, the shoots that I'm doing a month and now that I'm most excited about and I keep pressing forward and more it's the whole story that I'm telling. So it's hard to explain, but that's, that's what I'm most excited about. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a world and a certain style that I'm constantly creating and it's constantly moving forward. And there's constantly more stuff that I want to share with this Western industry. And it's, it's endless the ideas and the creativity that I have that I want to bring into the world. And that's what I'm most excited about. No, it's extremely diverse, your portfolio. And although it kind of, and correct me if any of this is wrong, it's fair to say that it's more of like an 1800s style uh, uh, look that you're going for. But when you, when you visit with clients specifically for these Western lifestyle shoots, are you trying to find that 1800 style era in them? Or do you just kind of take what they're presenting and, and run with it with the caveat of that, that old Western feel? Yes. That's, that's a love. So in each rancher or each person I connect with or, um, each person I shoot, I feed off of who they are, their personality. And I almost take it like if they lived and if they simplified their life and if they lived back in the 1800s or they're their or if they were their own character of their own Western movie, how do I see them? So I kind of build off their own character. Then I style in a certain style that is inspired by the 1800s, but that is alive and strong today. That's why I'm not going to some Hollywood store and picking up costumes or anything. It's actually simplifying that it's, simplifying their either style or their tones or their clothing colors and their Western wear. And that's why I connected with Schaefer Outfitters because they're a timeless, great Western wear that's been around for a long time. And, and it really, I really connect with it. And that's why there's certain style of hats that 
I incorporated my shoots that, that you see in the 1800s, but I'm telling people stories that are alive today and it's product that they, people can connect with that you can find in today's world. So it's styled and influenced by the 1800s, but it's bringing the person's character and who they are today. And all I do is, all I do when I go to these shoots more than anything is I simplify it, simplify it, simplify it. And to keep the clean, crisp inspiration, what you get from the old West between the outdoors, the style and simplicity of the clothing and who they are as a person. And I keep it raw, authentic, and more, more importantly, just really fun. Yeah. It's, it's, it's gotta be amazing to work with you. It seems like, and when I look at your photography, that's kind of the quickest assimilation are kind of those chintzy photos that you, you see at like the fair, right? Where people dress up in these costumes and these big feathered boas and try to replicate those old photos. But your photography is just so much more powerful. The photos are so much more deep emotionally. It's just, it's incredible how clean and concise all of it is. And and it's so powerful in in capturing that 1800 Western Western lifestyle. Hey, well, thank you. I I appreciate that a lot. I owe it a lot to my dad, the way he raised me, and and the world that he created of his own, and his love for the old West and the pioneers, and his love for just the raw, gritty, just material between the leather, the saddles, and the outdoors. That's how he's raised me. And when I've took this whole journey in my photography career, it's amazing finding that that was right in front of me the whole time is the direction that I wanted to take the rest of my career throughout my life is those principles that he taught me. And it's awesome. It's, it's awesome finding that and finding something that you can share or bring to the world is something basically who I was from the very beginning. It's in, it's cool to see all this come to light, right? And get to know you a little bit better and, and learn some of your life experiences. It now, for me anyway, very, very much clearly defines how you come to a project, right? And, and your approach and how the final product becomes what it is. And I want to talk a little bit about and develop, you use the hashtag living my own Western as part of your brand. How did that come to be? Because I think it's incredible that this hashtag, right, at some point started with one photo attached, and now it's almost defined a brand. Let's talk about that progression and that growth of living my own Western. Yeah. So as I've talked about the way I was raised, I was connected to the outdoors, but I was really connected to the old Western movies. And I say the old Western movies because I feel they don't make Western movies like they used to. And the way I was connected to the old Westerns were more of the characters, especially especially uh, Clint Eastwood, John Wayne, um, you know, th- they had a certain character and a presence about them. When Clint Eastwood in his movies, he had a certain character in each movie, but there was a consistency of who he was, the, the hat that he wore, the signature gun rig, the gun that he used, the boots, the way he lit his cigarette, all that stuff, this the, the fine-tuned details of who he was made his character. And, and that's where I was really connected of these, you know, these heroes like these like these cowboys and these gunslingers or these outlaws or 
way I grew up when I was younger, I was like, there was something special about them. So as I, as I took this journey in my photography, I was this person riding my Harley or driving my van, traveling across the country, shooting photography. But it might not have, I might not have been a bounty hunter or anything, but I <laughs> had this, I've had this connection with these old Westerns and that's why I would camp along the way or, and I would travel. I felt like I was just my own character, my own Western traveling and meeting and coming, passing through these towns, shooting photography, meeting people. Then I would ride off in the sunset and go back home to my family, you know what I mean? All that stuff. So in my, in my mind, I had this connection with these old Westerns, but you don't tell people that, you don't tell people, Hey, I'm living my own Western. You know, I didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't really think about that. You know, I was just like, had this inner connection. But then as I, as I was started to shoot more in the Western industry and showing my passion for the old West and these styled personal projects, people would ask about how I style them or what my vision is on it. And in my mind, I was like, I was like, I'm living my own Western because it's not, it's more than photography. It's more how I incorporate my life and who I am. I'm not just this person behind the lens. It's, it's me experiencing it as well and experiencing it in my life and people experiencing me and how I work. So finally I came to the conclusion. I was like the best way to explain who I am and way I'm taking, taking my career is that's what it is. I'm just living my own Western. My dream was, my dream has always been to be in a Western movie one day or be a part of that experience. But I'm like, finally I realized I didn't have to wait for that. I had the skill of photography and branding and design. I'm like, I can incorporate my lesson, my own Western through my photography today that lives today and that, that I can invite other people to share their own stories and their own life all around the country and how they're living their own Western. There is something that we can do today that lives on today. And that's when I was just like living my own Western. I was like a hashtag living my own Western. And then I looked it up. There was no photos connected to that hashtag at all. And I was so mind blown. I was like, I am the start of this hashtag or this thing. This is who I am. And I felt like it just came together. So I created this hashtag living my own Western and became my brand and who I am and how to define my photography and my branding and everything. And that's what it is today. I'm Ben Christensen. I'm living my own Western through my skills of photography and photography is the gateway to my own Western and connecting with people. And I invite people and everyone to use the hashtag living my own Western to share how they're connected to their own Western. And there is no one way everyone's connected either through an art or through a skill or through style or through a passion. And it's so fun to see everyone using that hashtag to share their own story, their own Western today that lives today, which is, has been so much fun. What I think is great about the hashtag is that there's so much more meaning and purpose behind it than just a stereotypical hashtag, right? Which is what hashtag can I use? that's going to get me the most exposure or that's the most cliche or common statement that, that could get people to view whatever my photo or product is, you know, with, Living my own Western, you define, and I think a lot of people in the Western industry get this, right? being a cowboy, being a horseman, being in the Western way of life is just that, right? It's a set of ethics and morals and values and, and 
living my own Western defines so much of that, that it's, it's a way of life rather than a skill or an occupation. I don't know if that makes any sense, but yes, what I think is great about it is that like you just described, we all have our own positions on the team, right? Just because you're not a Texas cowboy doesn't make you any less cowboy than somebody living those core values in their way of life, right? Of taking care of your family, doing right by your children, right? Doing right by your animals. There's there's so much more to the hashtag living my own Western and what it truly means than just a branding tool. Yep. Because you think about the old Westerns or old, old way of life, it wasn't easy. So no. I have people I have people using the hashtag that are single mothers that are has nothing to do with the Western life or, or horses, but like they're using the hashtag because of um you know some hard times, but they, they look at the bright seeing bright um, bright uh, bright things in you know hard times in life or 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 they're out there and they're just either camping or they're they're taken away in a certain, you know, a style of life that they really like, or it's all these different people. So it's so fun. Every once in a while, as I go through the hashtag to see all different kind of people that are around the world that are using these, this hashtag, because, and it's pretty crazy to think this, and I'm not comparing myself to Clint Eastwood or John Wayne, or they are, no one's able to replace them and who they are. But, but I think about today, I'm like, who is the Clint Eastwood today? Or who is the Johnny Wayne today? Those characters today. And that's what's missing in the Western industry now is it today is who are those people that people connect with? And I'm like, yeah. if I could be, if I could be that person, at least through social media, that person that people can connect with in that fun kind of way that you can connect with in Westerns, I'm like, that is the dream. That'd be awesome awesome you know and that's what i want to do i'm developing those so i have a you know just like a part of my branding i have a certain hat that i wear i have a certain gun that i use or a rig or certain boots and all that stuff that define who i am my character or my western and what i'm passionate about and it's fun to see everyone else incorporate that as well yeah because people 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 sometimes can't assimilate to to the actual task right of of living in a western life, but they can assimilate to the values that that are instilled in it right grit and determination and perseverance hard work all those things so exactly it's, a, it's extremely versatile and you bring up a good point I want to touch on let's talk about that uh firearm that you use there right on your social media you have some incredible videos of doing some gunslinging they're old old revolvers from the western world let's define those a little bit because I personally think it's a it's an incredible skill set that you have there hey well thank you I didn't always have it I've always <laughs> I always I um, it takes a lot of just you know time but what you're into but but I've I've shot in a lot of like newer guns or and different style ones but I've always been connected with the old style guns of course of the west and my growing up we would shoot guns with my family. And my dad had one gun. It was a Henry Rifle Lever Action 22, and we called it the cowboy gun. Yeah. So no matter what guns people had out there, that's the one we fought over. We're like, oh, we want to shoot the cowboy gun because there's a certain feeling that you had um, shooting it. And open sight, lever action was just the greatest feeling. So so I was connected, and that's why I incorporate a lot of uh, Henry Rifles in my shoot. I love the lever action guns, but I've I've been patient with what revolver I was going to personally use because in old Westerns, certain characters, the revolver is defines 
who they are, what, what the one that they use is part of the character of their own Western. So I, I've been patient about it, but there's a scene in an old Clint Eastwood movie called Pill Rider. He uses this 1858 revolver that's a 45 Colt conversion. The gun was an eight inch barrel. It's a beautiful, beautiful gun. It's a work and of it's art. Cool. It it's really a work is. of art. The, it doesn't, you know, you can't, but you can't find toy guns in this style. It's, it's, it's just, it's great. There's something special about it that connects with the old West, but it's a great looking gun. And the way I saw him use it, he wasn't the quickest, but you could tell it was just precise in how he used it. So I'm like, that's the gun I eventually want. So I finally, I finally made that purchase. I was like, this is, this is my gun. So I got a, um, 1858, 45 volt Colt conversion. I have a gun rig, eight inch barrel. And when I first got it, I was like, whoa, this is heavy as hell. I was saying, <laughs> you know just, I mean? just carrying it around is a task. I'm an eight inch barrel, but I started going out to the desert on my travels and I would, I would start shooting it. And the eight inch barrel made it a little bit easier to, um, easy, easier as I started aiming and getting it, you know, dialed and the distance and everything. And I started getting really familiar with guns and with that specific gun. And I wanted to be, you know, the, the gun's no good if you're not familiar with it and if you're not able to use it. So I started shooting as much as I can to get familiar with it. Then as I started getting more familiar with it, I wanted to get more familiar with the balance. Of, so, of course, my connection with the Old West, I'm like, I got to be quick out of my holster and a good just a signature fluid, you know, spin or a great thing back in my holster. And I started just playing around with that and getting familiar, familiar with that and being safe with it, of course. But so I started practicing it a lot and then. I've gotten quicker and I've gotten more precise and just more familiar with my rig and with the eight inch barrel and the heavy gun, it took a while, but to me, I'm like, this is my gun. So I'm not going for the lightest and the quickest. I'm going for the gun that I want. So I'm going to be the quickest as possible, possible and the most familiar as I possibly can with my gun, because this is, this is my rig, you know? So that's the kind of story of, with that. So I always have it with me, and I always um, I'm always shooting it w- with it, and I'm really familiar with it. So it was an old style gun, but since I'm familiar with it, I can I can use it as quick and the best as I possibly can. Yeah, I was gonna say it becomes part of you. Yep, exactly. So one point I want to develop. Obviously, working with people and your investment in people has kind of been the theme of this show, and. For many of us in the Western world, you just get so used to working with your animals or you live in such rural places that you don't have a lot of that social interaction. So for you, what kind of drives you to learn more about the people that you are with or what is your approach in in investing in other people and why? So we live today in a very social media world. There's a lot of people that we'll have friends for friend will be friends with for years, but we've never met them in person. So my my goal is this is using today's social media to connect with people that you've never been able to connect with before, but actually tell their story and meeting them in person firsthand and never letting that go because it's really important because you can meet someone on social media, but when you connect with them in person, and that is what I, it's all about, is developing that connection in reality, in person, and developing that friendship and taking to the next level. 
and to really define and really learn more about people and who they are by experiencing their life personally. That's something that I want to pass on to my kids. I don't want them to forget about, and I want them to know how important that is. So I connect with a lot of ranchers or people and in the Western industry through social media, and I'm grateful for it. But my goal is, as they reach out to me or if I reach it to them, is I take that connection and I drive out or ride out and I, I experience their life in their, in their world and they show me their life, their trails that they ride on, their guns that they use, their cattle that they run, you know what I mean? And I get to experience that. It's more than just capturing it. I, I get to step into this world, tell their story, but I, I, I also make sure because I love and I'm passionate about it, I experience it. So there's times that I'm with ranchers and they have me on there and I'm tackling cattle, helping them brand, or I'm a whole riding horseback with them and on a few day horse packing trip, or I'm, you know, helping them in their life or I'm shooting their guns or whatnot. So I get to experience it, but also photograph it, but take that connection in this digital world into, into reality. And I get to share with the world what I get to ex- what I experience by connecting that with them in person, and I'm hoping that people from that feel that connection, but gets them excited to connect with people more in person as well. And what you describe is a staple of this show and the foundation of this show. In my experience, getting to ride with people from all over the country, right? You you start to have those quiet moments with folks, right? You're out in the middle of a pasture or whatever, and you just get to talking, right? You just talk about life because there's frankly nothing else really to do at that point. But in my experience, I started to acquire all these different experiences and stories from individuals. And I very quickly learned that everybody has a story, right? And to be able to view the world from another individual's lens gives you far better perspective on life. And that was kind of some of the the, the driving force of the formulation of this show is that there are so many great people out there that will never be popular, will never be famous, will never be on the front page of any newspaper, but that doesn't negate or take away from the life that they lived or the lessons that they can help help you learn. And part of this show is just that, right? Sharing the stories of these great Americans. And for this show, personally, we've gone beyond the U.S., but um, sharing the stories of these great individuals and getting to know them and getting to know what makes them tick because... For all of us, we're going we're gonna to get challenged with life. That's an absolute, right? But the perspective and the lens in which you view those challenges can clearly define the difference between success and failure in overcoming any of those adversities. Exactly. And that's, and that's why I decided to pursue not only my passion, but in this Western industry, the people that I've been able to connect with, the doors that have been opened to me, for me from to share my story or my passion into their lives has been amazing. I've every rancher, every person, every um, people I'm able to ride with has, has offered horses for me to ride, has fed me, you know, meat from their cattle, have sat down, had dinner with them, had, um, you know, great connections with their family or their kids, or it's just, it's, it has been amazing the experiences that I've had by coming into their life. And there, there are people that have just been super nice to me and I've been super great to me. And that's, that 
that means to means the world to me and that's what wants me that's what drives me to continue to pursue this career and connecting with more people and it's fun that i've been able to i've been able to use my skills as a photographer to give them photos that captures their life or their family but also they get to see them every once in a while in a Schaefer's clothing catalog and they're just super excited about it or corporate in their hats or using a Henry rifle that I was able to bring in. We were able to shoot for a while and then seeing them in a catalog or on their social media or their website. And it's just, it's just bringing my world of advertising and connecting with people, but also my love for the old West, bringing it all together in a great, positive, fun experience for everyone. And I think, I think it's sharing with people that some of the greatest things in life aren't things. Exactly. Right? It's the people, it's the experiences that you get out of it. So where can people consume more of your content and view a lot more of your photography as far as social media, websites? If they were interested in booking you, how would they go about it? So if you're, inter- if you're interested in booking me, you can go to my website. That's benchristiansonphoto.com. On my website is a good wide portfolio of what I've shot over the years and where I'm going as a clean portfolio. But then as you go onto my website, you can connect with me and go into their contact and connect me through email. You can see my story and a bio of me where it connects a little bit through my website. But for a daily connection of who I am, what I'm doing with photography, um, my relationship with my family and how much they mean to me and my children. You can follow me at at underscore Ben Christensen on my Instagram and you can see my stories. You can follow my adventures with uh, different ranchers and see what I'm constantly posting. That's what's the most alive is my Instagram today. And in moving on, you... We kind of touched on it earlier that you're just now really starting to hit your stride with the Western lifestyle photography. What does Ben Christensen have in store? What are your future plans maybe in the next year, two years, five years? So this is fun because in the Western industry, this is literally only the beginning. I am so excited to connect with so many more people. I have planned for not only over here on the Western United States, but between New York and also Canada and different places all over the country. I have a a list of a great people that I'm continuing to highlight and capture and incorporating great companies as well. So as in photography and connecting with different people, it's only the beginning. I'm really excited. But what what you can look for in in store is I hope to, and I'm in, in the works, is to documenting these experiences a little bit more. That's eventually I, um, I'm going to be showing more of a series and more of a YouTube, more of a um, not behind the scenes, but more of like capturing this, uh, these connections that I'm talking about with great people with uh, through video and episode series. So keep keep that in store and keep that um, um, keep your eyes out in the future. And there's more stories I want to share and more. Uh, things that I want to leave behind, and um, got I got a lot. So it's kind of over, it's a it's a hard qu- a question to answer because it's it's literally the only beginning, and I'm excited to share a lot more of what I have in store. I was gonna say such such exciting times in store for you. 
So as we get to the close of every episode, I like to give every guest the opportunity to kind of share their life lessons or the legacy that they would like to leave on listeners. So in your experience, up into the point you're at in life right now, what is something that you would like to share with somebody who may be walking just a few miles behind you down the same exact trail? So more than anything, if I went straight straight to it, it's not about style. It's not about photography. It's not about things or guns or possessions. It's all about one, following your passion and doing exactly what you love. And that you might not know that yet, but as you follow your passion or the things that you are excited about, it will continue to come before you and come into play and doors will be open as you follow truly what you're passionate about because that's where people experience your full skill set of who you are and you are as a person and that's what people connect with more than your career more than anything is sharing following your passion and sharing your passion so that's one and the next thing i would want to leave behind with my kids is if you don't have it but developing that love for people and when i say people it's everyone it's it's everyone's different everyone has a story everyone was raised differently so so it's not a you know it's not about who's cool or who's this or what they're able to do everyone is unique everyone has a story and every single person you come in contact you can learn from so develop that love for people individually and everyone around you and that those two things will bring a lot of happiness to your life a lot of understanding and a lot of success in your career Um, because that's what it comes down to is following your passion and sharing that love for people and uh, hopefully that's something that I can pass on to my kids I'll tell you what, Ben, we very much enjoyed the last hour with you. It's exciting to see where your photography is right now today, but even more exciting to see where it's going to go down the road. And I'll tell you what, even now after this episode, going back and looking through your photography, the images mean so much more knowing where they're coming from and all the work and passion and fire that that has been put into it. Um, We thank you very, very much for being a guest here at Let Freedom Reign Podcast and all your contributions to the show. And we're looking forward to the future here for Ben Christensen and all the photography in store. Hey, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you uh, seeing my photography and letting me share my story. But most importantly, you got to get out here to Arizona so we can go on horse ride or go shoot guns in the desert or... um, do something. That'd be awesome, man. No, it'd be great. Let's pencil it in on the calendar and we'll make something happen. Yes. All right, brother. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to this episode of Let Freedom Reign Podcast. Again, you can find us on social media under Let Freedom Reign Podcast. If you want to support the growth of this podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash Let Freedom Reign Podcast. Again, we thank you and we'll see you on the next one.